BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am so glad you are here with us today. I freaking love being on here and finding the best humans on the planet to come on here to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And so today I found Dennis Oakley. He's all the way in the UK, guys. All right. And he's hanging out with us here. So for 20 years, Dennis worked in and with startups, helping them grow and scale. And now he helps bold leaders transform their business and their industry that they compete in through wiser choices. And I love that, Dennis. So I think we're going to have a fantastic conversation. How are you today? Thanks, Nina. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely great. I started off at 5 a.m. running through the woods in the dark, so hence the cuts oh. on my forehead when I run into oh. a tree. Uh, oh. uh, but the day is going great, even uh, even because of that. So loving oh, it. Good. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it wasn't being chased by a tiger or bear or anything like that. So that's good. <laughs> true, true. That's a lot scarier. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, all right. 5 a.m. running. Got you. All right. Dennis is no joke, guys. All right. So, Dennis, um, the way I like to start the show is I like to ask that little question Who is Dennis? So, Dennis, who are you? <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure that out myself after right. all, almost 50, 50 years. Um, I think essentially I'm an explorer. I'm always like wanting to go over the horizons and see see what's there. Um, if there's a motorway or a big road, people have gone that way already before, not interested. If it's somewhere new and I've gone out into the jungles of Malaysia and Borneo, across the desert in the Middle East, into the Himalayas on Mount Everest, going out into new places by myself, exploring or with startups, uh, entrepreneurs trying to go somewhere where nobody else has been before. That is who I am living at the edge and it's wonderful has that always been who you are though like is that innate in you um or is that something you kind of uh discovered along the way in life uh i've always been a bit odd frankly um and i've always wanted to to go out and move in my first year at university 
I thought, right, oh, this is too claustrophobic and hitchhiked uh, across Europe to trying to get to Israel in the middle of winter, which was wow. a pretty daft idea and ended up in the war in Yugoslavia. And, and, and it was brilliant yeah. fun. Everybody else freaked out, but it was like, wow, I was going out seeing new, new places, interesting places. So I think it's pretty much innate in me, but I didn't really realize that for a long, long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you um, leave university like in the middle of it or did you finish the university? How'd you do that? Ah, uh, university was a bit of a disaster. Uh, got to my finals. <laughs> I, I did a I did a philosophy degree, so it take, takes a certain kind. And it got to the finals, and and I looked at the questions. I thought those questions aren't very interesting. Crossed them out, <laughs> wrote my own own questions, and asked oh, them. Get out, and Dennis. <laughs> It might have worked for somebody far brighter than me, but but for good old me, uh, no, it wasn't a good idea. So. <laughs> it might not have been a good idea. I think that's brilliant. I freaking love that. I love that. All right. So you go around the world, you do all of this stuff. So what made you start up with, um, you know, working with startups? Is that something like, did you start your own business and you, you uh, discovered things there? Or what was that about? Uh, yeah, about... Um... 20, 20 years ago, you know, you go go on holiday with your wife and you bounce ideas around how can we get out from under, under the thumb of the man and sort of do something for ourselves. And we, we every holiday we come up with some ideas and, and then something happened. I think our landlord said, I'm going to sell the house and a few other things happened. And we said, right, OK, which one of those ideas are we going to take? And we right. actually decided decided to set up a, a trading company and I think five weeks later we were on a plane out to Southeast Asia setting up this new company my wife was seven months pregnant and it was a real roller roller coaster uh, and running that for for, for for 10 years taught me an awful lot um, and then people started asking for advice and it kind of snowballed from there mm, mm. how was the um the trading business, I mean, that's pretty hard, right? So you started a trading business and then you moved out of your country, right? So your wife is, yeah. is basically just, uh, what did you call yourself in the beginning? A little strange or whatever? So she's just as strange as you, it sounds. <laughs> oh, 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 she is, it, but in a beautifully wonderful way. Whereas yeah, I, I love that. I love it. Um, but yes, I mean, it was she was working in, um, in the oil and gas industry and was complaining about how inefficient it was. And and we saw this opportunity back then using CRMs, I think it was Salesforce, to deliver a different standard of customer service and a mm. different standard of, um, of sales process. Uh, and we did that. And it was absolutely brilliant for the first few years. We got to the finals of uh, a big startup competition in, in the UK. And, and then the financial crisis hit us. And it was like, oh, there was blood everywhere. I mean, no. Yeah. Our competitors were wiped out. Thirty percent of our customers went bankrupt. Uh, wow! And that—that that was really what changed everything for me. Yeah. What What year was that for you guys? So it was two thousand and seven, eight, and it really it is the latter part of two thousand and nine, ten, and it was just yeah. as the Chinese steel mills were coming on board, and the market which just got wiped out. Uh, yeah. Amazing margins to nothing. Um, yeah, I think that affected all of us, right? Because in around 2008 is when we lost everything to my husband and I, our homes, our cars, everything. We were homeless mm -hmm. for like a year. And then, you know, yeah, so I think, it, you know, it's it's interesting, isn't it, how 
it does affect all of us, Dennis. And even though you're on the other side of the world, it's funny how we were similarly going through the same things. Um, so that taught you a lot of things. What is the biggest lesson you think you learned through that heartache? Um, resilience. I mean, I'm, I'm an endurance athlete. I've done lots of Ironman triathlons and a bunch of other mm. tough stuff. And when things go wrong, I mean, we didn't get quite as bad as you. I mean, we were down to sort of choosing to spend the last of our money on, on rice, just white yeah. rice for our Christmas Day meal or baby milk for the baby. And it was that tight to the line. And, and we've had a bunch of things go wrong since. Uh, but and people let's say, Dennis, how did you cope? It must have been terrific, uh, horrific. It's like, whatever. Um, yeah. Because you build these muscles that enable you just to keep on going. It's like That's not good. false, naive optimism. It's just like, okay, things are bad. I know I can cope with this. Uh, what am I going to do to get out of it? Uh, mm -hmm, and you just mm -hmm. don't melt down. Um, and, and that's a brilliant gift that I hope everybody doesn't have to have. But when you've got it, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it really uh, takes you through the tough times of being a, a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, because the truth is, is it's tough. I know that a lot of these gurus out there are trying to make it sound like you can have your own business and be a millionaire in 30 days. <laughs> and then it doesn't happen. And you're like, uh, what happened? I'm doing something wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. And I'm sure as Dennis can tell you, just in the little story that he's given us already, that there are tough times that happen and sometimes things you cannot control there. I mean, nobody expected all of that crash and everything to happen, but it did. And so I'm, um, you know, what the best part of that story is, is that you do build muscles. Don't you, Dennis? Like you start to realize that you get, uh, you get a little wiser, you get a little tougher. Things don't really hurt you as bad as they did before this. You know, so those sure. are all really great things. So as a mentor to these businesses, let me, take me through that experience. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, I even speak to a lot of people who are thinking of shifting into entrepreneurship, right? So tell us like your process. What is it that you do with, um, with clients? Right. So I think the first thing I tell clients is the idea, your idea is the enemy. It is the worst thing that you, you can have because often we, we have the idea and then we go out and we try and build it. We try and make it happen. And I work, I work with probably a thousand startups each year through big corporate process, coaching mm. programs and my own clients. And tr typically when you've got an idea and you run with it, bang, you make something that nobody wants. What you've got to do is just start going out and, and start asking people, tell me about your life. Tell me what's happening. What are the struggles that you have day, day to day? And as you build up a, a map of, of the customer pains, of the pain space in the industry where other companies aren't addressing these pains, you're then able to get a real sense of what it is that you need to actually build, what the market needs you to build. Mm. And then slowly putting that together then lets you actually create something that is actually saleable, unlike, what is it, 92% of entrepreneurs. Very strange number that. It's exactly the same as the failure rate of entrepreneurs. Build something that nobody wants. 92%. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That is that is wise and also something a lot of entrepreneurs don't want to hear right now, Dennis. 
they're listening to you going, no, my idea is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, tell me about that process. Is that something you think if somebody's listening right now, because like I said, I speak to a lot of, you know, business leaders and things like that. So is that something that you think takes a long time to do? Should they be more strategic and intentional to try to go and find these answers? What, What do you think about that? So I, I'm working with a super clever guy at, at, at the moment, uh, made a ton of money on a, on, Wall sh- on Wall Street sort of making trading trading alg- algorithms. Uh, they kicked him out for two years gardening leave. And he, he he's an engineer and, I, and he sort of got me on board. And he said, Dennis, help, help me out. Um, I'm building this really cool thing. And the first thing I said to him, stop building. You do not want to be building your product or ser- service. How many um, of your customers and, and, and they were sort of mums and, and dads of, of, of young children, how many of them have you actually spoken to? And he says, oh, I haven't spoken to any. Why do I need to? And it's like, bang, of course you, of course you need to sort right, of go out because right. unless you understand who they are, what their pains are, what the journey that they are on, where they want to be. At, at the end of the, how you tr- how you're going to tra- change them, then how can you build anything that is really really going to to help them? And remember, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you are not. I, you're, you're from the Star Wars generation, I, I guess, a bit like me. Mm-hmm. You're not Luke Skywalker. You at right. best are sort of Obi Wan or or Yoda. Yes, giving right. uh, your customer, who's the hero of their own movie, giving them advice pointing in the right direction you're only going ever going to consume a little bit of, of, of their attention of their life and it's helping in that sl- small slice just to mm. push them into a better place and if you don't know that your product's going to fail right wow that's good that's really good advice so when you're dealing with uh, your clients are you dealing with them in all kinds of industries or is there a particular industry that you m- mainly uh, lean into I, I work with anybody and everyone. Well, no, I don't do gambling. I, I don't do a bunch of the immoral businesses. Anybody I work with has got to be doing good. Not necessarily a B Corp, but be clear mm-hmm. that what they're mm-hmm. making is going to make people's lives better. But beside that, um, I, I, I do pro bono work for a lot of churches uh, and sort of people trying to, to save the environment. And then a lot of it sort of deep tech stuff, AI, machine learning, uh, hydrodynamics, hypersonic boats, anything. Because Mm -hmm. to me, the product, the technology, not that important. It's the process. And once you get the process and these be rich in 30 days uh, gurus, they don't tell you it's all about the process. And the process really is amazing. We spent 20, 30 years developing the process. It's all out there. Read Steve Blank, read Eric Rees, read Alexander Osterwalder. It's all out in the public domain. But all these uh, hucksters and and, and frauds selling sort of snake or get rich, uh, get rich quick schemes are just masking that. And you take this process. Uh, And the company I work with, 500 Global, uh, one of the world's largest venture capital firms, we've created 21 unicorns out of that. 21 companies that are worth more than a billion dollars, created a billion dollars out of nothing. Each one of them using this process. 
and it works whether you want doing a mom and pop shop whether you want a lifestyle business whether you've got a tech business whatever you want to do whether it's a, a charity organization apply the process and you have got massively increased chances of success that's fantastic so you're saying that um what you've developed is a process that people you put i guess you mentor people through right is that what you're saying in that process is what helps them develop the uniqueness of what it is that they're bringing to the table. Yeah. Is that what yeah. I'm understanding? Caveat, it's, it's not my process. I'm explaining, I'm evangelizing okay. the process, but it's, it. it's work that lots of other very clever people have sort of put out there and, and, and demonstrated. And I'm helping people make this practical in their businesses. Oh, that's wonderful. So what's one of the things you think, like, what are your top things that you think, um, a person who's even thinking about developing a product or a service, uh, what's like the first kind of things you try to dig into to help them with? The first thing, literally, and I can't say this often enough, just set the idea is literally it's a, it's a diving board and you dive off that into a big sea of, of customer pain. And really, okay. you want to immerse yourself in the things that are going wrong in people's lives. You want to talk to them and, and, and then really listen, 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 just like Stephen Covey uh, was saying mm -hmm. so many mm -hmm. years ago in, in Habits of Highly Successful People, first seek to understand and then to be understood. So it's really going out, understanding the story of their lives, the jobs that they, that they need to do. And mm -hmm. once you start to understand that, you can then start fitting the jigsaw pieces into the the, the pains in, in their lives and solving those problems that transforms lives and this is true whether you're in biz to b2b software or very much b uh b2c consumers or stuff it doesn't really matter right right so then it sounds to me also like you need to really narrow down who it is exactly your audience who you're trying to you know solve a pain point for right like I know that uh, niching, basically niching it down. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in niching it really, really down? Or do you believe that you can do a broader scope? The the more niche, the, the better. I mean, a br brilliant idea is this idea of a minimum viable audience. We, we've heard of minimum viable products, but what is the smallest possible audience that you can find for your products That's or good. services? That's good. And typically, go for 100, go for 500 so people, good. way be below sort of what Facebook is and their advertising is telling you. It's like, where can you find these absolutely ideal people? And if you're still trying to find 20,000 people, you're not niche enough. Find right. this niche, make them into really true fans. And if you've got a thousand true fans for almost anything, you're made. You're going to have your bills paid for the rest of your life if they buy everything that, that you buy. That's all you need, a thousand people who believe in right. you. Nail that and then expand. Then you've got something that works really well. But if you try and go out to a million people before you've even got 10 fans, it's like, there, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that I love, I love that you said that that is so true, right? Because we have gotten into this pigeonhole in this, in this world in the social media world, I should say, where the most more followers, the better, you know? And I'm like, no, actually <laughs> I'd rather not have a lot of followers, but the followers who want to be there for lack of a better term followers. Right. Um, so when you are trying to um, niche down or help your client, um, 
have fans. I love that word, right? You said that, that there'll be fans of what you do. Is there like a like one strategy that you can give our people listening that would create a fan? There are a lot. So I think it's really different for each business. But I'll, I'll no, try and give true. you an example. Um, so I'm, I'm working with big big company at the moment. We're running an entrepreneurship program um, for them training, I think, a thousand odd people through this through this process that I'm, I'm describing. And our goal in this program is we are going to get every single one of them to give us a nine or a 10 on a net promoter score. And so we, we know roughly that we need to do, devote sort of 10 hours to each person. But if we have to blow the budget to get 15 or 18 hours to get those people absolutely delighted with what we're doing, that's absolutely fine because right. the impact in the customer is going to be so huge that basically everything else becomes so easy. And it's figuring out how do we deliver, as a rule of thumb, 50 times better than our competitor. It's easy to mm. be twice as good, five times as good. But can you get that transformational change, like having one of those old copies of the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, mm -hmm. all those old volumes stacked up, mm -hmm. and Wikipedia, which is easier, which is so much better? It's Wikipedia. Right. How can you do everything like that in comparison to your, your competitors? It's super hard to figure that out, which is why we go back and try and understand the customer pains before we do that, because that's what we're looking for. How do you create something really transformational? That's really good, Dennis. So let me ask you a question. Do you have some kind of a, a, a scope, an algorithm or something that tells you how long uh, it would take somebody from that process of learning what their customer needs to the launch day you don't have to talk about the success part of it because that yeah. all comes you know in in stages but i'm just wondering like if somebody called dennis today and wanted to learn this process and learn the program um i guess it would depend on the individual wouldn't it i'm kind of answering my own question i think but how do how long do you think it would be from a person who's really dedicated and wants to i don't know let's say let's say a lifestyle business um some sort of coaching, consulting, mentoring, I don't know, type of business? What do you think it would take? Or how long do you think it would take? 12 hours. Um, really? Yes. Um, okay. I used to run a program called Lean Startup Machine. We'd have entrepreneurs come in of an evening and say, yeah, this is my idea. And we said, right, okay. That's great. You think we're going to teach you something? We are. We're going to send you out of the building and you're going to go out into the road, into the street, and you're going to go and talk to people and ask about the problems. And they come back and say, my idea is absolutely dead. Nobody liked it. No, it didn't solve any of their problems. And this was true for 90% of them. great exercise. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's shocking. And they come back and say, well, what were the problems? And they tell us, and you go through the process of, of of figuring out how to create something quick and cheap. And then we send them back back out sort of the, that day or, or the next day. And they'd be saying, hey, if I saw, if I came to you with, and you had this problem and da, da, this is what we do, would you buy it? Uh, and they said, well, we actually, yes, that seems pretty good in quite a lot of cases. And they said, okay, uh, do you want to make a down payment? And people do make down payments. Um, and literally, you go out, you find the problem, uh, 
you, you get you validate it very quickly and then you go out with a solution to that specific problem and you ask them for money straight off that gives you massive verification that you're on the right way if I people see. aren't prepared to pay anything for you after 12 hours um then okay you you haven't got the right product solution fit and you oh, need wow. to change it um my, one of my friends just to carry on is he, a guy called maven paris he's from sri lanka and he says, right, Dennis, all you white guys, you have got no idea. You just sit sit there fat and happy. You take six months, you take nine months to get your startup off the ground because you don't need to hustle. We've got no money. If basically my startup isn't making money in a month, I'm, I'm not eating. My family's not eating. So mm. I put a month in, I'm making money or it's dead and I'm trying something else. And, and it's that very much that Asian hustle that I think we really need to do. Can we get to money quickly? Can we validate? If not, try something else. Wow. Go ahead, Dennis. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, you didn't expect me to did say 12 say? hours, did no, you? I did not. I absolutely <laughs> did not. I absolutely did not. And I'll tell you why. I've spoken to other amazing entrepreneurs and very successful people. And it just depends on who you speak to, right? There are some people that says, oh, you'll have it done within a week, you'll have it done six months. Some people say a year, right? So, I mean, that was, that's pre 12 hours. That's the first for me, Dennis. That's a mic drop moment. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, cool. So um, I really like what you're bringing to the table and I like the way you are transforming, even the way just in this conversation, I know that people are thinking this is transforming their thinking. I know it did for me in that I realized that there's a lot of things that I did do right. A couple of things yeah. I did do really yeah. right. And one of them was I, um, I went out and did ask a bunch of the women. I want to work with women. So a bunch yeah. of the women, what, what's going on here? What's going on in your heart? What is it that you're struggling with and stuff? And that's how I came up with my women's coaching business because I didn't know yeah. kind of where I wanted to go. So at least sure. I know I did that piece and that's great. The other piece that I need to work on is the doing it in 12 hours. That's, that's, the key there Dennis right um yeah. because I got clients and everything but it just took me a little bit longer to build right because I don't know I just maybe maybe you're right maybe it is the lack of that hustle right of that knowing that if I don't do this my family won't eat yes I mean and okay the, the 12 hours that's that's getting the 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 the, the first cash but a lot of the time you can get the cash and, and then there is a long period of exploration or of, yeah. of iteration yeah. before. I mean, it can often, I mean, you look at Airbnb, I mean, that was seven or eight years. I mean, look at looking at Uber, they, they were messing around with running a taxi company in uh, San Francisco or, or LA to start with right. before some VC said, Oh, what happens if you do this? And then suddenly everything changed. So, um, and I look out at a lot of the, the entrepreneurs and, and people that I, I work with, and certainly my own entrepreneurial experience is you have uh, an, an idea. Obviously, I say get rid of that as quickly as possible. Get out, validate it, see what happens. Can you get some cash? And then it's a process of constantly iterating it, improving yeah. it, and improving yeah. it. And at some point, everything starts coming together. Yeah. And honestly, the more more mud that you're you're throwing at the side of the barn the the more chance you've got of, of actually getting something that works uh right to have a brilliant idea just have lots of ideas 
seriously that's all it is it's just every day go turn up keep on saying can i try this can i try this can i try this can i try this and mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. comes back to the resilience earlier on you keep on pushing you keep on doing that and eventually you click and suddenly you've got a million dollar five million dollar twenty million hundred million dollar business because you've cracked the code of whatever it is that you try to crack that's great that's fantastic so what do you say to someone who's holding on to that idea or that business it's not working and it's their baby so they don't want to let it go that that's a hard one i mean i i i've ridden stuff down into flames i mean i've got way more failures uh to to, to my my card than I, I i've got successes um i think go on a long walk um go 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 on holiday don't 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 sweat it find t the time and, and the space to to think that's absolutely critical yeah when yeah. you're in that really really busy moment uh you've got no ability to think uh strategically you're in a mess so just finding ways whether it's long showers um long drive with a, a big flask of coffee going nowhere just whatever it is let the subconscious mind start connecting the dots that normally get drowned out by the, by the sound and then the truth usually starts to emerge i mean I've, I've agonized over killing businesses and sometimes i've just done like that and just killed them in a moment walked away from a couple of years of work and no no thought about it again and i right. should have felt guilty other times it's been harder yeah yeah it, it is right it is it's it's it does hurt sometimes to think that something that you've worked so hard to try to build is just not working and it's really really hard to let that go and some people that i've spoken to you know feel like failures they feel like now they can't do anything, but I think failure is feedback. If anything, it's going to just make you better, right? I yeah. think we learn so many amazing lessons through failure. You've even said that yourself, like you've had way more failures and successes that has really helped you develop what, you know, who and what you do today, right? Yeah. But for sure. And it's those, those failures, every single one of those failures has been because I haven't gone and spoken to customers. I haven't listened to them. I haven't That's really focused good. on understanding them. If I had, I wouldn't have had most of those failures. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. 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 But then that because of those failures, you just gave us amazing advice. So see how that all works. It just works <laughs> wonderfully. So Dennis, how does somebody work with you like say somebody's listening right now and it's like wow i really like what dennis has to say i do want to you know try to learn to build a better business or become a unicorn one of dennis's unicorns so uh give us like how people can reach out to you how they can you know speak with you things like that for sure okay uh first off send, send me an email dennis just as it said under my name dennis at dennis-oakley.com uh, or head to the website dennis dashoakley.com or, or just look me up on linkedin uh dennis oakley innovation i'm the only one like 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 that send me send me a message i usually reply within a day or so and then we just take the conversation uh from there most of the time i work with you to take you through a process similar to this having a conversation every couple of weeks to be pointing you in in the right direction um that's awesome and it, honestly it saves you so much time and heartache it really does you know what dennis it really does and i'm glad you said that because i think people are so afraid to invest in themselves and that's the one place you should be investing in you are the best investment you'll ever make so you know 
go ahead and reach out to Dennis and see where you can go from here because you never know. And so, Dennis, thank you so much for spending this time on Straight Talk and for pouring into my audience the way you did. You yeah. left a lot of valuable lessons. I appreciate you. Thank you, Nina. And thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Good luck on, on your journey. It's going to be amazing. Whether you succeed or, or fail, it's worth taking. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.